Welcome to Next to Natural, an interview series from New Organics to showcase conscious parents passionate about living environmentally aware lives while on a journey to raising confident, happy, compassionate, and resilient children. I'm your host, Shauna Yao. Be sure to hit the subscribe button. For more on New Organics and for all of the show notes and upcoming episodes, visit www.nuiorganics.com. Connect with us at the supportive community of other conscious parents via Instagram or Facebook at Nui Organics. A picture-perfect family, married for 10 years to her high school sweetheart to the only boy she ever dated, and now raising four boys in the Midwest. But Kayla Lundy is no ordinary mother. With a degree in child development, she became a full-time mom after four home births, and that began her path to living a holistic lifestyle that she documents on her social media to help other moms manage their own motherhood journeys. With valuable life lessons in mindset for mothers, parenting and lifestyle tips, and even detoxing her own health, Kayla decided to pursue a calling to help parents and support child advocacy. Certified by Attachment Parenting International, she's now launching her own passion project surrounding parent education and child advocacy. So tell me more about you and your family. I, my husband and I met in high school, actually, and oddly enough, I was friends with his sister. He was friends with my brother, but we never connected or saw each other. And once we kind of made that connection of like, oh, that's your brother. Oh, that's your brother. Um, we all started hanging out as a group and just really enjoyed each other's company and, you know, started dating, um, but probably could not have grown up in more different <laughs> uh, lifestyles. I started my life um, down in rural Illinois, and I come from a farming family, you know, that has quite a few family members, and my husband grew up in the city of Chicago, like right on Lakeshore Drive. What do you find it. the best part about being a mother? I honestly feel like that's probably the hardest question anybody could ask. Um, it's so hard to break it down simply, but it's such a pure form of love. I mean, this is like, for many of us, the first time in our lives that we have been given true, unconditional love. And because our kids do, even though like, it's so hard for us to love them back unconditionally um, because of our conditioning through life and, and our traumas and all that stuff but they love us unconditionally and that feeling is so powerful and it's so wonderful and it's such a motivation of mine to continue like my own personal growth in getting better for them what do you find is the most challenging part Ooh, also a hard question <laughs> um <laughs> Probably your kids, they just bring out so much of what you need to work on. They, you're right, they, they bring out your triggers, they bring out your weaknesses, they, they turn that mirror around, of course, all unintentionally, um, but they kind of turn that mirror around for you and um, 
show you <laughs> the places that you need to improve on and work harder on. And then you have to commit to doing that work. And um, that's something nobody tells you about and nobody can really prepare you for. Which brings me to your wonderful IGTV videos that I saw um, on Instagram detailing your motherhood journey and just kind of helping your community with the things that you're going through um, with motherhood. So tell me about what makes you want to share those and the types of things that you feel are important to share. So these are a little bit newer for me. I am not probably the most consistent person um, online. Um, I, I wish I could be, <laughs> but um, I'm trying to put more of these out because people really seem to be relating to them and kind of seeking out some of this information um, and solidarity. And so I've really enjoyed it. I'm Again, I'm hoping to get more consistent and to put more out here, probably because I am seeing so much of this feedback, this like wanting more. Parents, they don't just want the information of what they should be doing. They want to see it in action. They want to know like firsthand how it works. And so it's one thing to read a blog post and say, um, these are five steps to help during sibling conflict. But then to actually see someone, see someone's face who's just been through it, you know, and, and, and they can say, okay, this is exactly what happened and this is how I handled it. There seems to be a little bit of extra um, power in that, a little bit of uh, a greater understanding of how to then take those tips and begin to implement them in your own home. And you see um, real examples of what actually happens because it's not always picture perfect. In fact, it's never picture perfect. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know, it would be awesome if I was like, if it was like the Truman show and I just had these <laughs> cameras in my home and I could be like, no, like, see, this is exactly how, but of course, you know, there's that, um, that fine line of, of it's, it's my kids too, and it's their moments. And so I don't air all of that stuff. And of course I wouldn't really pick up my phone or my, my camera and record those moments. Cause I am like in it with them. I'm very, very present, but to be able to go back and like re-explain it and walk people through and say, this is exactly what happened. And these were the words that are, were exchanged. And um, these were the responses people are really taking to that and they they want that information because they want to know how to do that in their own home. And so that brings me to the fact that you are a certified leader by attachment parenting. What exactly is that and what what does that enable you to do? So um, first I had gotten my degree in child development. Um, and then after college, I ended up having my first son. And so um, I kind of thought, well, I used to joke around and say, I'm going to go do some field work for now. And when my kids are older, I'll devote more time to my career. And when my first son was about six weeks old, 
I saw a newspaper article talking about a local attachment parenting international group. And I started reading about it. And I looked at my husband and I was like, there are other people like us. There's other people who parent like us. And so I called the lady and I attended my first meeting and I fell in love. Her and I are so really great friends to this day. And, you know, about a year later, I got certified through them and began leading meetings myself. So you go through their certification process and it kind of helps to give you an understanding of what attachment theory is. And it, it is specific to like their eight principles and, um, and kind of helps you to know how to support parents uh, through that avenue if that makes sense describe Um, what their principles are i mean or like summarize it so long since i've looked at them um summarize what exactly if somebody does not know what attachment parenting is what exactly is it yeah it's it's so it's based off of um dr sears coined that term in the 80s and um it is they came up with these eight principles um that help parents to secure attachment to their babies, they have since disbanded their physical groups. So they're now like just an online resource. A little bit before that, I was kind of transitioning out of attachment parenting um, and kind of broadening my spectrum into my own thing that included just more than attachment parenting. You have like your RIE, which would be respectful, infant educators you have um or educators and you have your attachment parenting um you know you have your positive parents and your gentle parents and there seems to be like all these breakoffs since the attachment parenting um first surfaced so i began to really broaden my spectrum so that i had a bit more freedom and i was just kind of following my intuition through all of this, which also is kind of where like my passion project was conceived. So tell um, us, so you can't just throw that in. Sorry. So tell us about your passion project. What is it? Yeah. So um, about five or six years ago is when it was actually conceived. Um, and, you know, then I just keep having babies and you know life keeps going and I just kind of kept pushing it off and pushing it off but I finally feel ready to launch it and my hope is to get it out there this year hopefully sooner rather than later and um, my passion project is called the respected child project and um, like I was kind of just saying it just it it broadens the spectrum of attachment parenting, my where it originated from was this deep desire to bring awareness to childism, which is basically the oppression of children, kind of help through that awareness to help shift the parenting culture and to help shift the mindset that we have when we look at and, and interact with and talk about children. What do you mean oppression? I'm really wanting to see parents liberated from the amount of pressure that is put on them to create these like socially acceptable children. I want to bring 
more of that trust back, more of that instinctual trust that our children are so capable and so smart and built to develop and grow and thrive and become successful. And the problem is that our current parenting culture and the parenting culture that we've had for so long now is so oppressive. It's so controlling. It's so conditional that it is kind of, it's suppressing that. It's suppressing that instinct. It's suppressing that trust. It's suppressing that ability for them to thrive, you know? And then we have this this group of people who are like, they just survived. They survived their childhood. So they say, oh, I turned out fine. Much pressure on on parents to try to live up to their neighbors and their friends. And everybody's feeling like that, but nobody's speaking up with that. Is that what you're saying? And originally this started out because my heart really went to the children and saying, this is, this is not right. The way you're being spoken to, the way you're being treated, the way you're being viewed, you know, the, the, the offhanded jokes between adults, like right over the kid's head, you know, that affects them so much. And Originally, that's where it started, but along my own personal journey, I have experienced such a profound liberation, joy, and regained my own trust in my instincts as a parent and my children's instincts as children, as humans. And that has been amazing. That's, that really has changed and kind of guided my work over the past five years you know, to where I think if I would have launched it right, right away, I mean, I still think I would have learned it along the way, but I feel like I'm at a much better place now to put this out there, um, seeing it from a parental perspective and then being able to say, let me tell you what this is going to give you too. Um, Cause it has been so powerful. My husband and I are both reaping the benefits of um, just taking on this mindset shift. That's so. Is it going to be a business? Are, are you are you going to coach um, other parents? Yes, I am really excited about that. Um, even in college, my goal was to become a parent educator. That's definitely what I plan to do. That's kind of what I did through Attachment Parenting International. Also, um, I gained some really great experience there. Some great firsthand experience talking with parents one-on-one and helping them through a multitude of uh, different situations. Now I'm excited to really do my own thing with it. So I'll be launching a website. Um, I will have a blog on there um, with different blog posts and also videos. And I plan to eventually launch some courses and workshops online. And I will also be doing one-on-one counseling, which is where I really thrive. I love the one-on-one interactions or like the group setting work. So I'm really excited for that. And that, that just sounds very needed. So how does that affect, do you, I assume then that you homeschool? We do, yeah. Technically we unschool, which is a little bit different, but yes. How is that different? How is unschooling different? Yeah, so we don't do any sort of curriculum. We don't like sit down and learn. We literally just live life together. And we've given over complete trust to our children that um, through their interests, 
um, and through just living life alongside of us, they're going to learn everything they need to know. And so far, it has held true. So like, how do they learn to read and, and do quote unquote schoolwork? So the good news is they, they don't actually learn quote unquote schoolwork at all. Um, they've never sat down to do a worksheet or anything. But the other cool thing is in giving that trust and that control over to them and letting their interests lead them, we've been able to take a step back. And of course, it started with my degree, just learning about child development. But my husband and I love to research and we take decisions that we make very, very seriously. And so we have done a ton of reading and researching and learning about, for example, how do kids learn to read? Instead of going to Google and saying, oh, you know, I think that Peyton is old enough to start learning to read now, or maybe he's showing a little interest to learn to read. What are the best reading curriculums or what are the best reading apps? Instead, we started with how do kids learn to read? Well, what we learned is it's actually a developmental process, just like learning to talk. Like we don't teach our kids how to talk. Developmentally, as their brain matures, they learn how to talk. It's the same thing with reading and it has held true. We have never sat down and taught him how to read. And yet he and my five, almost six-year-old, um, who's next in line, are both well on their way to learning how to read. So I imagine now during the time of this recording, it's during the coronavirus and many moms are, or parents are having to homeschool when they have, or unschool, where they have never had to do that before. So are you getting a lot of people asking you, can you offer tips on that? Uh, what kind of response are you getting from your community? Because it sounds like you, you, would, you would be the knowledgeable one that they would turn to. So for us, like our lifestyle really has not changed at all. Um, our kids don't even really know anything is happening. And, and I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful that um, our lifestyle didn't change a lot. I have friends whose lives have been completely flipped upside down. And in the beginning, that was really overwhelming for them and for their kids. And there were a few weeks of chaos, you know, as there would be at any time of transition or sudden change or stress. Um, I did get some inquiries and I did address a few things um, through my IGTV as I was able to, of kind of what I saw going on. But my biggest advice was to just slow down, take a deep breath, just like as any time of stress in our life or sudden change, you don't have to hold to your current normal. Um, that can be more detrimental to us than actually taking time to process what is happening and, and focus our energy on trying to come down off of that, if that makes sense. And I think that quite a few people, at least in my community, um, heard that and understood that and took time to do that. And I've had moms recently saying that their kids are um, beginning to play independently again or 
do more of their free play and be really creative and inventive that they hadn't been doing in a long time, um, whether because their days were just really filled with school and other activities that they didn't have time for it or, or what, but they are enjoying seeing their kids playing again. They're enjoying having a lot of downtime with their kids. They're enjoying um, reconnecting with them, which I think is beautiful. And I think, um, that's the most important thing, right? Because when we're worked up about a situation, because our kids are always looking to us to know what and how to do, they're going to say, well, mom and dad are really worked up and nervous about this, so I don't feel good about this either. And they're going to need us to help them feel safe and secure again. If we just spend this time really connecting with them and really just getting to know them, I think that's that's the best avenue to take. And so far, I've heard from a lot of people that they, now that they're settling into this like new rhythm, um, they can't imagine going back to how busy their life was beforehand. I, I love that. What do you think will happen or what is your hope for what will happen after this life returns to what they used to know is normal or what people used to know is normal? I hope that people feel a greater sense of control over their own lives in a sense. I feel like, I hope there's a big perspective shift in not getting caught up in the rat race and always having to be busy and always having to achieve and always having to be on to the next bigger and better thing. Um, I think so many people are enjoying this time to just catch their breath. And my hope is that we will see quite a few people at least changing their lifestyle to some extent to a more simpler, slower, connection-based lifestyle. I'm so right there with you. So that brings me to how we met. You know, Nui is a sustainable organic company. Have you always looked for ethical organic clothing or uh, did that happen when you had kids? Well, how has that affected your choices? I was first introduced to like organic clothing when my oldest was about two, two or three. And, you know, we did our best financially asking for it for Christmas presents and stuff um, and just trying to start incorporating it into our life. Um, and then as the years have passed, it's just become more and more important to us um, to buy less, but better quality, or at least ones that meet up with um, our standards and our priorities. Um, as far as the ethical standards and stuff, yeah, I would say um, it's really evolved over the past five years for us. Has that affected your own clothing cho choices? Because I know it's it's one thing to buy it for your children, but it's a whole nother decision to do it for yourself. Yeah, it is. It is. I am so bad at this, but like, I don't buy anything for me. I'm working on getting there. I literally have been like pregnant or postpartum for so many years. No joke, um, I wear the same clothes I've been wearing for like nine years or more. So um, I keep saying like, you know, you do that. It's hard, it's hard to spend that money on yourself. And when I feel like my body is changing all of the time, um, I think, well, and, and really, 
this is the most economical thing to do. If you can still wear it, and even if it's not in fashion, that's most epic economical. So I guess I could give myself a little credit there. Um, I just wear what I have had for most years. Um, but I have a little file saved on my Instagram of stores that I do plan to buy from um, anytime from here on out that I need something new. I love that. And so have your eco-friendly, sustainable ways impacted your what you buy, like cleansers and things like that at home? A 100%, yes. We, in every other way, that we've been able to make changes, we do. Um, so again, we just, our focus is to buy minimally and to buy quality. Um, and that does include the things that we clean with and also, you know, just like the reusable shopping bags and just reducing as much waste as we can, doing our best to support small businesses, American-made businesses. We do try and take that into account as much as possible. So that brings me to health, because I know we've talked about you went through and sometimes go through like a detoxing period. What challenges, you don't have to get too specific, but like what challenges have you experienced? Because I think that this can help other moms who, you know, after birth, you go through a lot, your body changes a lot, and you have to have this sustained energy to keep up with your children. What has been your journey? That last, uh, that last comment really hit home because that has been hard for me at the times when I have been too sick or too tired uh, to feel like I can be really present with the kids. Um, that's a huge motivator for me. I definitely did not have the best health before I was pregnant with my first son, um, but I also was so young and naive and new to holistic living that I didn't really know what was going on or what to even do about it. But when I got pregnant with him and I got really, really sick and had a hard time bouncing back afterward, then my second son, I thought, oh, it was just a fluke, you know? Oh, and surely it couldn't be worse than that. And it was a million times worse. I was like on my deathbed and I tend to get um, severely anemic. And so just with my fourth pregnancy here, in my third trimester alone, I had 12 iron infusions to be able to float me, like to have enough iron in my body to make it to the end of pregnancy. So- Is that common new mothers lose iron? It can be, not all, but some, but usually very rarely to this extent. My numbers get like frighteningly low. And so after my fourth son was born and I felt a little bit on my feet again, I have since then really been, like that's been my main question. I mean, literally, I would take like 10 more kids if I could. I just am having the best time with them and in the season of life. But moving forward, the biggest concern is my health because now I have four kids who when I'm pregnant and not functioning are looking at me and still needing me. And so again, that's just been such a big motivator in going into um, my doctors and saying, can you please help me figure out what is going on here? 
So are they helping you or are you using your intuition to kind of figure it out? Definitely both. And I see like natural medicine doctors, the function doctors, and more holistic healthcare anyway. So I feel like they also are just very much more intuitive with their senses and broad spectrum of knowledge. And they, it's been really helpful so far. We've nailed down quite a few things that could be contributing, that are definitely contributing to my health overall. Um, and definitely could be contributing to the anemia that I experience when I'm pregnant. So I've been taking my supplements and just really working through my diet. Because of course, we know like gut health is so incredibly important in overall health, mentally, emotionally, physically. It's so important. So really dedicating myself to my diet and I think the hardest thing is um, change, change is slow. Like it takes time for the body to heal. It's not going to be overnight and there's going to be ups and downs and there's going to be times where like you're feeling great and then all of a sudden your body just goes through a natural detoxing period again and you're feeling kind of crummy and you just have to kind of keep trucking along the journey. But I know that improvements are being made and I'm just trying to stay hopeful and stay the course. Such good advice. So speaking of advice, um, what if somebody, because I, I, I know so many parents are going to be going through this when this em- emergence time comes uh, after, after this quarantine, and they're going to want to probably make changes to slow down their lives and have this um, connection that they developed with their children and with their families and with them, themselves. Um, what what three or three to five tips would you give them to start this journey of responsive parenting? Maybe yes. the biggest thing, and again, this is something like nobody can prepare you for until you're a parent. It has so much more to do with yourself than it does with your kid. It's so much more about what their behavior means to you than what the actual behavior is. And, you know, for example, like, is it, is it fear? Like, is your response based in fear? Is your response based in uh, unrealistic expectations? Was your response based in just a trigger or like some deep conditioning or trauma that you had within your own self? And so my biggest advice is to get really curious about why you are responding the way you are. And if it is actually leading you to your long-term goals, your long-term parenting goals, your long-term relationship goals, and the hopes and dreams you have for your kids um, as they grow up. Love that. So I want to respect your time. And before I ask you my last two questions, I just want to thank you because you have such a caring heart and your pursuit of being mentally strong and holistically balanced in your own life and wanting to share that with your community is truly amazing to witness and watch. And I can't wait for your business to bloom because I have a feeling you're going to help so many parents and people. I mean, there's a shift in, in culture right now and people like you are really on that leading edge 
that are going to help people um, adapt and because you're already living that lifestyle and it's truly amazing to watch. So um, I know so many people are going to want to, after this, connect with you. What is the best way they can do that since I don't think your website is up yet? Yeah, so my website is in the works. Um, So it's currently being created and I do hope it's up and running soon. Until then, anyone can email me at the respected child project at gmail.com or my Instagram. I do plan on keeping it just more about sharing our life and our personal journey as opposed to turning it into a business. But I love connecting with people on there. If anybody wants to follow along on our family journey, you can always send me a DM on there. A lot of, a lot of mamas have reached out and asked questions whether it's on something that I've posted or maybe a quote or something I've shared in my stories. And I've had a great time being able to help them or just support them or just converse back and forth with them that way. And that's life with the the Lundies. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, We're going to have all the links in the show notes. So here are my last two questions. What is the greatest advice or wisdom that you have for your children? I always talk to my children, and again, this is, this is about that turning inward and not losing their connection to their instincts. And so I will always tell them, how does that feel to you, right? Because our instincts are our feelings. Does it feel right? Does this feel right? Does this feel good? Or does it feel uncertain? When our, or when our kids are little and they're going through that um, risk-taking, well, I mean, that's like a lifelong, but you know how toddlers begin this risk-taking scenario where they're like looking at you and they're like, I'm going to jump off this couch, you know? And we used to always say to our kids, we would say, well, do you feel safe? And so I remember my oldest specifically, he would always go, yeah. And then he would go for a second and he's like, and then he would just kind of clunk down, you know? <laughs> so it's like he wanted to feel safe. He wanted to feel ready. But ultimately, he knew to turn inward. And he, when he did feel safe, he would do it and do some things that I had to maybe turn away and <laughs> think, oh, my gosh, my heart just jumped out of my chest. But he's never been seriously hurt. Like, he's so in tune with his body and his feelings. And that's what we always tell our kids. So my wisdom for them would just to to always know and always ask yourself like how does it feel to you because there's always going to be so many voices coming at you from the outside world that it's important to to always turn inward and check in with yourself and i think that's true for every situation in life so true so what words do you live by probably always keep growing, become more aware, more aware of myself, more aware of my conditioning and just, just always growing, always becoming the best version of me that I can be. You're such a demonstration of that. And thank you so much. Thank you for spending this time with us. And I can't wait to share this interview with people. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. Thank you so much for tuning into Next to Natural. We'll be back soon with another incredible mom to share her journey and approach to minimalistic and environmentally conscious living. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app, iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. 
And please be sure to share it with a friend and rate and review the podcast. This helps other incredible parents find us and help grow the movement to a healthier and happier world. Find today's show notes on our website at www.newyorganics.com backslash podcast.